Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What is this from? Trailer Park Boys. Oh, this is the Trailer Park Boys, yes. 1230. Okay. 1232 at Edmonton. What was the name of that show? Paradise. It was on Showcase. Paradise something. It was a Canadian show. Somebody will remember it. It was on in the early 2000s. Uh, favorite Canadian shows. Of all, this after Jay Woodcroft talked about his lengthy acting career on The Littlest Hobo. And the texts are coming in fast and furious on favorite Canadian shows of all time. Uh, Bob, here here is my list of the top five out of Edmonton. Uh, this individual is going to go. Oh, this is from Junkin Jack, uh, Jumpin' Jack Flash. That's his handle. SCTV, Beachcombers, Friendly Ghosts, Hockey Night in Canada, Anything with Don Sherry in it, and Rick Mercer. Adam, you got it. Paradise Falls. Nicely done, Adam. Uh, Paradise Falls. Yes, that that was an interesting show. Uh, Probably a show that needed to be on cable, as I recall. Again, Bob, how can you miss uh, Corner Gas? Bob, Mr. Dress-Up was a great Canadian show. Red Green was outstanding. Uh, We got some saying Stampede Wrestling. See, I would not consider Stampede Wrestling to be at the elite and the top of the minds of a lot of Canadians for best Canadian-produced show of all time. I don't know. Uh, A guy who undoubtedly will have an opinion on this, uh, a gifted writer. No, not really. We welcome back to the show. Uh, courtesy of our friends of the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta, presenting live thoroughbred racing Friday and Saturday at Century Mile Racetrack and Casino. Free parking and admission. For more information, visit thehorses.com. We welcome back Mark Spector. Hello, Spec. How are you doing? Good, Bobby. We're uh, talking TV today. I thought we did that stuff in like June and July and well, August. I'll tell you the genesis because you weren't <laughs> down there today. But what happened is uh, yesterday uh, there was a story about the most handsomest coach in the NHL. I saw that, yeah. I, I was surprised, like, are you trying to tell me that Dallas Akins isn't where right did, in the where top? Where did Dallas finish? Uh, not in the top ten. Yeah. And the, the guy in Colorado. Uh, what's the coach's name in Colorado again? Bedner. Jared Bedner. Are you trying to tell me that guy's not going to rank in the top ten with most of the women? I mean, he's pretty. David Quinn, he's a handsome young man. Yeah, like, like Dallas is a good-looking dude. 
and so is so is Bender. Uh, Jay Woodcroft number one, Daryl Sutter number two. So it just makes for another. <laughs> it makes for another great Battle of Alberta storyline. You know what I'm saying, Speck? Like this is why we hate the internet, right? Some guy somewhere I saw where where Bruce Boudreaux was like middle of the pack. <laughs> like he's middle of the pack. Oh my goodness! So some guy on the internet comes up with some list and throws it out there, and here we are talking about it on radio. And I saw a piece on it on TSN. They're asking Boudreaux, and you know, based on what version of reality is this person living in, right? Well, I think they did, like, somebody can correct me on this. I think it was like a facial recognition thing, and it had to do with... I don't. I don't know. Like, you know, and and I stole uh, spec. I'll be completely honest with you. I stole the Dave Poulin line from the mid nineteen eighties. What's that? Well, he was voted the sexiest man in the NHL. <laughs> was he okay? And his wife said, "Is there another Dave Poulin in the NHL?" He used that. <laughs> like he was talking to the scribes in Philly and used that. So today, after you know, we had a question from. Uh, uh, a CTV reporter uh, today, um, and he, he asked, you know, Jay, would you care to kind? Jay had some fun with it, and then Jason went into the whole angle on the fact that Jay was a child actor, uh, which I don't think a lot of people were aware of. And then I used the line, well, you know, back in 2005, Jay, I was voted the best-looking sportscaster in Edmonton, and my wife asked, was there another Bob Stoffer that's a sportscaster in Edmonton? So we've we've used these lines before. It's uh, try the veal. Yeah. I'm here all week. You know how it goes. So well, I don't know. It's obviously, his parents had some tie to the industry, like child, like two-year-old actors on little shows back then not today but back then it's usually like hey we need a two-year-old oh i got one living down the street let's ask and see if they can do it so i you know i would i would be interested to know i know that that uh uh jay's mother has passed uh i think his father's still with us i wonder if they had some tie right, right. the director or the producer or some talent agency because i also heard where his older brother was supposedly in an episode of the First of all, the littlest hobo, like, who fed that dog, right? He just walked off at the end of the show into the mist. Like, did he ever get shots? You know? Like, like, where'd the caller come from? Was he licensed? Who paid the ticket when he wasn't licensed? He was like, great was at solving crimes, though, Speck. It was unbelievable. Like, I mean, oh that guy did better than Rockford. And I mean, Rockford was... <laughs> I always liked Rockford. You couldn't know what I mean? drive as well, though, Bobby. He couldn't do that. No, no, nobody can really drive as well. Like, you know, Jack Lord on Hawaii Five O, who Dallas Aikens bears a little bit of a resemblance to. I mean, Jack Lord had more, I think, more style and panache than Rockford. But okay. Rockford, there was just, you know what it was? Rockford was your everyman. You know what I'm saying? Like he was. Like he just, whereas Jack Lord was sort of gifted from the gods. So now, circling back to Canadiana here, um, The Littlest Hobo, a lot of people would say it's a top five Canadian TV show of all time. Do you have a couple, uh, do you have a couple that you would put in the list there? Well, I don't know, Bobby. I'm going to throw SCTV right up there. That's what I went with. Yeah, I'm going to say, you know what else we should say? How about Saturday Night Live? We're going to have the people putting that thing together, Canadian. Yeah, even but that's, it was on come on, that's a show in New York. Yeah, I know, but it was done by 50% Canadians. We need little props there, I think. Uh, I don't uh, I don't throw Stampede Wrestling in the garbage the way you do, Bob. I'm a fan of Ed Whalen and his crew. I uh, liked Ed Whalen, and I don't... Look... You know, wrestling, they were in our building yesterday at Rogers Place or a couple days ago, right? What was the old line about wrestling? What, what's got an IQ of 147 and 39 teeth? 
front row of a wrestling crowd. You you know that joke, right? It's been around forever. Yeah. It's so popper for boys. That's what wrestling is. You either get it or you don't get it. But I'm not going to put Stampede Wrestling up there. Yeah, so. Trailer Park Boys is a pretty good show. Uh, you know what? Canadian TV, like, I don't know. You know, I'm going to say this. As a proud Canadian, uh, there's been so much bad Canadian TV that it's hard to sometimes remember the good Canadian TV. <laughs> right? CBC has foisted some true losers upon us over the years, Bob. you got to admit. <laughs> uh, Ann Rosito out of Nelson, B.C. says, favorite Canadian TV show of all time, Oil Change. Oh. Hmm. Uh, Bob, what about Royal Canadian Air Force up there and Stampede Wrestling? Brett and Owen Hart for life. That one comes to us uh, from Kevin. Bob, what about Letter Kenny from Sebastian? Now, this is a younger demographic thing for me on Letter Kenny. And is Jim Playfair's son, he's got a couple sons, but his, his boy is in that show, right? Letter yeah. Kenny? Yeah, because uh, I know the other son. Well, I just I just bumped into the other son uh, Saturday. Uh, what were we doing Saturday? We we're down at Rogers. Oh, UBC was in town. Oh, did we have a game Saturday? No, we had a game Sunday. I forget what I was doing Saturday night, but maybe going back home. But I know I bumped into him. Uh, Bob's got to be the beachcombers. Others are saying this hour has twenty two minutes. Oh, we have not. I, we finally got it. Spec, we finally got a Danger Bay reference on the Ashley Fine Forest. Danger Bay, oh my goodness. They, I, I remember they showed, they had one about tree planters. And they were lined oh, really? up. Yeah, they were lined up 15 across. And we're watching this one night. And we're like, who plants trees with 15 guys across? They must be being paid by the hour. There's nobody. One of the guys, oh, they're the socialist tree planters, not the not the ones driven to make the old money box. So, because you, usually you would work in tandem, and you would, you know, you'd always want to go with a guy faster and better than you, so you'd improve. But Corey says, "What about Hockey Day in Canada? Did you have any uh, time for King of Kensington spec?" Nah, nah, it was like the. I always viewed it as the poor man's Archie Bunker. <laughs> Never did it for me, Bob. Kids I'm telling the, you right now. Kids in the hall. Yeah, kids in the hall is okay. Sure. You know, when Horse Racing Alberta set up this segment uh, once a week on this show for an hour, this is what Jeff Robillard was thinking of. Two stiffs oh talking God. about the best Canadian shows of all time. We'll get to the hockey, okay? We, we have a hockey game tonight we could talk about. I just wondered about that. Are, are you on your way down there, or what's going on? Uh, no, I'm not. I had uh, something I had to do today. I wasn't able to go to the skate. Uh, I, we don't travel in the preseason at Sportsnet, I don't, which is fine with me. I'll watch the game on TV tonight and uh, write some type of takeaways off of it. Uh, Arctic Air. We got a text. Uh, was there a show called Arctic Air? Oh, got me. Uh, lots for Shits Creek. Uh, SC and, and lots for SCTV. Bob King. No one more, nobody won more uh, awards than Shit's Creek. They cleaned up, right? Yeah. At the awards last year. So I think that's probably, uh, if you're looking for empirical evidence as to what is certainly maybe the most successful Canadian show, it might be that one. Uh, I got to go old school with Wayne and Schuster. And this text comes to us from Jay. All due respect, gentlemen. I'd rather you guys talk about the third line center in Bakersfield. Speck isn't interested in the segment. It's time to move on. There we go. 
That's what the text. I think, I, I, think well. I did the actual voice of the texter when we got it. Spec, who do you like for third line center right now in Bakersfield? It's got to be between Malone and No Philp, don't you think? Because well, Hamlin's going to be in that top line. We know that. So is Hamlin. That's my question. Is Hamlin the first line center? Oh, I would think so. Okay, then Philp. Yeah, it's between Philp and uh, Malone. Uh, Malone's like their their rookie whisperer down there. You know, they pay they a rookie whisperer. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of, you know, I heard some talk about how oh, Malone might make the orders. I don't think. I mean, I think Malone is around in case there's a bunch of injuries on the orders. But I think Malone gets hired by Ken Holland to be in Bakersfield and help young players and bring them along and to be even almost a set of eyes down there. Uh, he'll play. He's going to play in Bakersfield. I'd be astounded if he was to make the orders out of camp. I just well, absolutely can't see that one day. Re- realistically, and here's what we're going to do, Mark. It's 1244. We're going to segue in, coming out of this break, into the Oilers center position, because we'll talk about that because it's interesting. And then we'll get into <laughs> the, the concept of uh, dressing B lineups against A teams on the road in preseason and why it's kind of difficult to compare apples to apples. Uh, we'll get to all of that after Mark Spector refreshes on his greatest Canadian TV shows of all time and tries to re-engage and sound excited about this. You're listening to Oilers now. It's 1244 at Edmonton. Well, the Oilers are going to end up having a couple kids in the hall down the road. Uh, their names are McDavid and Drysaddle. They are not in the lineup tonight. Edmonton takes on the Calgary Flames. Uh, this is Oilers now. Where guests receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Uh, 99.90 Jasper Avenue. Is Roos Chris. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night in the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. Tell Brendan and Chris that Oilers now sent you. We bring back uh, the biggest fan of Canadiana when it comes to television. Uh, we've clearly uh, found that out. Uh, we welcome back to the show Mark Spector. Spec, in fairness, you're out of your cabin all summer. Do you even have internet out there? Oh, I have internet out there. Oh, yep. you do? Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. And I don't use it to watch old Canadian TV shows, Bob. See, now you lived in the city. I lived on the acreage out near Fultonvale, right? From grade 5 into grade 9. So we had what was known as farmer TV back then, right? Like yeah, farmer vision, yes. Right? Like, uh, I always <laughs> I always loved when the CFL season, and the, hey, let's face it, the Eskimos were pretty good back then. Uh, but that meant that the NFL started the next weekend on CTV, which was pure gold, right? Because then we get all the NFL games. It was awesome. Uh, center position. So we're going to get McDavid, the first-line center. Drysaddle, second-line center. Uh, RNH is an option as a second-slash-third-line center. So, too, is Ryan McLeod. We'll see what happens with fourth-line center. It'll be either Shore or Derek Ryan. So for the texter that would have uh, – even though, just so you know, Spec, we had – I just counted. We had 17 pages – of 50 texts per page on favorite Canadian shows. We had one text, I want you guys discussing Third Line Center in Bakersfield. <laughs> so even though there was overwhelming statistical support, we are in Canada where we live in the tyranny of the minority. You know that. So here's what we're going to do. <laughs> Keep going, Bobby. You're on a roll. Oh, I'm feeling it today. Speck, I was so tired after the Seattle game the other night. I actually said, and I kid you not, uh, K's and Tane twice on the show yesterday. The first First time was an uh, it was an accident. The second time I purposely did it just to see if people were listening. So anyhow, uh, for that one texter that wanted to know who the third line center in Bakersfield was going to be, uh, again we are going to give James Hamlin the first line center position. Uh, Noah Philp as a right shot has to be 
was slotted in somewhere, but maybe not in the top six to start the year, so third or fourth line. Uh, Greg McCaig, I'm going to make Greg McCaig, who unfortunately for Greg McCaig looked a lot like I did when I was uh, 20. I guess he's 30 now, uh, late 20s, early. I, I told him it's only downhill from here. He started laughing on the plane the other day. Greg McCaig will be the second-line center. So Hamlin, McCaig, and it'll be between uh, Noah Philp and Malone for third-line center. Speck, are you comfortable with that? Yeah, I mean, at least you got some. Like, I want some depth. I want guys that that can bring me something in the NHL. You can't just have players down there. I, I'm not sure. You know, I, I think I know what Malone's doing, and I think he's doing 95 percent of it in the AHL. Noah Philp, to me, there's a there's a, some version of a prospect there. Like, I don't know how good he's going to be. Maybe he never gets above the AHL, but maybe he does. Fourth, uh, he's a, he's a right shot centerman. He's got good size. He shoots the puck. Skate's okay. Like, let's take a look at this player. Uh, Greg McKeg, you know what? He's an AHL veteran at this point, Bob. I think it's fair to say. He played 40, like he spec. He, he played half a season in the NHL last year. Well, there you go. I think he's got about, has he got almost 300 games he in the NHL? Almost, he's got, a, yeah, he's in the 200s in the NHL and 300s in, in the American. Yeah, so maybe I speak too soon. Maybe he can help you, but, uh, you know, as a fill in. And then Hamlin, like Hamlin's another guy. I don't. You know, I don't know where Hamlin's going to end up, but boy, every time I watch him play in a game, I'm looking down on my sheet to see who number 57 is. You know, he he makes you notice him. He's he's a, he's he's got. You know, he reminds me of like he might grow up and and to be uh, Derek Ryan one day. <laughs> you know, if he when he gets some more experience and he maybe gets a little better to face off circle, maybe that's who he becomes a fourth line center in the NHL. What do you think? Uh, sorry, I'm just reading through the text. Uh, you know how sometimes you check out during these hits, spec. So were you saying James Hamlet or were you saying no felt becomes a fourth? I was saying Hamlet. I'm, I'm going to tell you, James Hamlin's going to get games. James Hamlin, to me, is Colin Blackwell. He's a player like that. Blackwell's quick, uh, undersized, smart, and with a little bit of offense, and I think Hamlin can get there. Um, I, I, I've, I've stated my claim with the – and you know I would do this, Mark. This is not Bobby Big Talker on the air. Uh, this is, I, I've spoken to the guys in Bakersfield, and I'm like, find a way to keep Philp at center just because the Oilers don't have any right shots at center. Like, sure. you never know, you know? And a couple of them have said, well, he, he's got a real good shot. He might be able to help us in the top six or the top nine. And I'm like, just see what the guy do. I, I, Hamlin's going to get games. Jay Whitcroft said that. I see Colin Blackwell when I see... Funny, Mark, do you remember back in 12-13 when Tyler Benson was all the talk, Bantam AAA that year off the south side? We yeah. were in a lockout year. Do you know who was on his team that was totally an unheralded player that nobody saw being that type of guy? was James Ham. James Ham was on that team. Wasn't right. Skinner around those teams? Skinner, Skinner was the goalie. Uh, defenseman named David Quenville, who was a pretty yeah. good offensive defenseman in the Western League for Medicine Hat, was on that team. Taylor Harnett was the coach. Sherwood Park had Carter Hart and Sam Steele. That was a good year. That was a good year in the Bantam draft for Edmonton kids. No so. kidding. So I love Skinner. I liked. I really thought Skinner was just supremely confident the other night. Um, and something I really like about a goalie. Maybe this is a little bit of PS uh, or whatever it is. PTSD. PTSD from watching Miko Koskinen for so long. But I like a goalie who catches the puck and doesn't leave it lying around. Uh, I thought Skinner, everything he he had a chance to touch, he caught 
and he held on to it. He's excellent rebound control. I get it. It was the first preseason game, but at that level, he was every bit an NHL goalie. Now we'll see where it goes from here. Yeah, uh, he is uh, slighted uh, to make the trip. I think we might see Calvin Pickard. Uh, is his name Jeff Salaiko? Um, the, the Oilers have brought in. I know they haven't announced all their moves in the hockey ops side, but uh, Detroit's former goalie coach has been with the team here the last couple of weeks. Pretty sure he's in as a as a goaltender consultant. Of course, you have Dustin Schwartz, and they also have uh, Sylvain Rodrigue. Uh, Schwartz at the NHL level, Rodrigue at the HL level. So maybe they're just a, a third sort of set of eyes on the goaltending front. So it wouldn't surprise me if Pickard gets a start tonight against the Flames. These are these are. Difficult games back when, you know, Calgary's rolling out three of their top four lines and the Oilers have got maybe uh, one top nine forward in the lineup tonight. Uh, you know, that'd be Ryan McLeod that you'd say for sure. We're, we're going to get to Holloway in a second. It is tough. To, it's not apples versus apples, is it? Well, it never is. Like, And the reason, it, the reason teams can afford to send rosters on the road with, with barely any, you know, real players on them is because there's so many games. There's eight games. You know, if you limited everybody to six games, like Connor McDavid, he's going to play three games for sure. Might play four, you know, if he feels like he needs a fourth. But right away, you're t- I'm telling you that Connor McDavid's going to be in half your preseason games if you have six games. This eight-game thing, it's really only for the benefit of those those kids who you throw a couple games at, like a Schaefer, uh, like a Warner got into an exhibition game, and now they're back in junior. So I don't know. You know, I know there's towns like Edmonton and some of the bigger Canadian cities where they can actually make a profit on those games. I believe there's way more uh, markets in the NHL, like three quarters, that do not make any money on a preseason game. I question why some teams play eight, some teams play six. There's no... There's no uniformity, Bob, to what we're doing in preseason National Hockey League. I wonder if it will ever come. Yeah, it's interesting. Do you remember when Tampa Bay used to, in Florida, both of uh, Florida would go out to the East Coast, Tampa Bay would end up doing a game in Winnipeg before the Jets were in the National Hockey League. I know we flew in there for uh, Saskatoon, did the same thing, and, and the Oilers had to guarantee because there was they were getting paid yeah. for the games. So uh, Those games were fun in a neutral city. At least you could make the case that the people of Saskatoon or Winnipeg got to see a pseudo NHL game that's awesome but do the people in Edmonton need a fourth preseason game I guess I'd throw that out to your uh, Ashley Fine Floors text line Bobby you could text us at 780-496-0063 nothing like Mark Spector going out there trying to kill Oilers business here on the show thanks back for doing <laughs> good point by you Bob yes <laughs> you know Mark here's another one just just food for thought <laughs> Uh, you're not making the trip to Calgary. The Battle of Alberta is fully on. It's awesome. Again, full disclosure, I work for the Oilers Entertainment Group. I want Edmonton beating Calgary when it matters, but it's way better for the province. You wrote you wrote the definitive book, although you should have had me edit it, uh, the definitive book on the Battle of Alberta. You know what this rivalry means. It's great when both teams are good. I want Edmonton to win, and I think both teams are going to be really good this year. Uh, but there's one huge area of difference between the two organizations. You want to hear it? What is it? Where do you get to work every day, Mark? Where do I get to work every day? Yep. Where do you get to work every day when you're in town? And you get work at the at a hockey rink. Not just a hockey rink. A brand new one. Brand new one. A brand new one. And where are we at in Calgary? I don't know, Bob. Uh, It's an excellent question. Is to me, it has to come. 
Um, there's a couple things. Like when Edmonton did, you know, we took five years to put our rate together, but the economy was strong when we uh, did it. Thank God we it got done, over, Mark. Thank God it got done. Agreed? Yeah, it got done. And, and the economy was strong. We fought over who paid how much, but it got done. But the minute Calgary started their deliberations, oil went through the floor, the downtown became empty, and it got harder. I mean, I'll give them that. But you know what? Big picture ball. I was covering AAA ball when Eminem stepped up to the plate and, and built a building that the Trappers could sustain in. And Calgary didn't do it, and they lost their team. And Vancouver didn't do it, and they lost their team. And because of that, Eminem lost their team. And I look at the CFL, and I look at, you know, Calgary to me is every bit as good a city as Edmonton in, in every way. They, they should have what we have. It's a good town. I'm not a calgary sucks guy either bob yeah but i look at our facilities up here and they are so superior to calgary's in every way our rinks 50 times better our football stadiums 50 times better our baseball stadium is 50 times better we've had a field host since 1976 they've been looking for one in calgary to this day yeah uh our sports facilities are vastly superior and I'm asking you why. We're not, you know, I love Edmonton. I have a, I have a theory why, okay? And my theory is more of Edmonton comes from Edmonton. Uh, sure. at, at one time, I remember when Doug That's Mitchell, true. you know, I remember being at an event and Doug Mitchell spoke and say, he said seventy to 100,000 Americans live in Calgary, and depending upon where the economy is at. And I just, I don't, I, I think intrinsically more of northern Alberta is tied into Edmonton. I think there's more options in Calgary as a result. And now what's happened in the current now regarding the building is society has moved to the left and people have way less of an appetite. And all I can say is I know where we're headed in terms of the tax money that's coming in in downtown these days. And we're not even optimal at 100% yet. But let's just say... Uh, things worked out, and we're lucky it all came to fruition because we could be screwed if that wasn't the case. Well, but right. I think Edmonton's had that. Is Edmonton a better sports town? I mean, it's a good question. We know Edmonton's a better sports town. Eric Francis is a decent sports writer. You have twice the following of Eric Francis. Ryan Rashog obliterates whoever TSN has. You know, I think Salim's down there now. He's a real nice fella, and he's new. But Ryan's got way, like... You know, Jack and me have way more Twitter follows than the guys that do play-by-play and, and color for the Flames. Uh, and with you know, Derek and Peter, those guys are yeah. good broadcasters. There's just ratings are stronger well, for both radio and television, and I can say on the on the internet, like hits on the internet, they are stronger. And you're right; it's not like their product is poorer down there. In fact, I'd say the Stampeders, well, the Eskimos in their day were the best franchise, yep. the flagship franchise. Over the last 15 years, I think it's fair to say the Stampeders have the best program in the Canadian Football League. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, here they are playing in a dumpy old stadium, and I in a you know, and Americans in Calgary, they're good at sports. Americans do better on put on a better game than we do most times. You think they value Bob? All right, Mark, we got to get to break. Uh, we went a full hour without talking about Dylan Holloway or Yessa Pugliarvi. Uh, oh, let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that and more of your texts in the littlest hobo after a global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.